Hey, amigas, this is Val, and I have a very special guest with me tonight. This is Ari. Hi, everybody. Oh, <laughs> your smile just lights up my world. <laughs> um, Ari is an amazing creative, and I feel like in a way you're a photographer because you like curate your you have your instagram like looking a certain way like with photos and like the film photos that you and your husband take are beautiful um you are a mom and you do it all i feel like you are like someone who's like in the same world as me where it's like we're balancing a billion things at once doing the most doing the most most. and you're killing it (laughs) um we hosted a latina event back in october recently so if you guys are there you must have talked to or seen Ari. Um, but yeah, do you want to like tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing? Yeah. Um, I am based in Los Angeles. Yeah. And um, like Val already said, <laughs> I mean, you, you gave me a pretty great introduction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also um, am full-time working as a content creator Mm -hmm. and so I create content for brands on TikTok and that's pretty much like what I'm doing most of the the time yeah (laughs) but I do do so many other things are you mostly doing TikTok or Instagram too um for UGC content Mm -hmm. I am doing mostly TikTok okay um which was really scary for me because Mm -hmm. I am mostly a instagram yeah <laughs> creator yeah and for my own stuff it's mostly instagram yeah um but it's really helping me learn like yeah the trends yeah and how to be hip <laughs> i know tiktok is such a trippy world because like i know a lot of people have said this but whatever you is like trending on instagram is not going to be the same as tiktok yeah like on tiktok like the less you try, the better it will be. And then on tic- or on Instagram, you have to try like super hard to like make it look slightly edited, but not too edited, like and have it be natural. And it's just such a different world, you it know? It really is. It's so I'm crazy. I'm really trying to get into the TikTok world like personally on yeah. my own, but it's been really challenging for yeah. me to like open up in that way. I totally. That's a, just a way different yeah (laughs) yeah and people are ruthless I don't think you've gotten any I hope you haven't gotten any hate comments on TikTok but people like when it comes to like motherhood or if you're talking about something people like to just like chime in and critique you it's just like I think I had like one video that went really bad and then I was like I cannot handle this and I like cried the whole day and deleted it because I was just like so anxious but I was talking to a friend about TikTok the other day and I was like TikTok is scary because you go on it to see strangers' videos. You have zero context. You just scroll the For You page, and then you'll see something, and then, like, most people can take it out of context because they don't know the person that's posting it or making the video, where on Instagram, we only see the people that we want to follow. So it's like you kind of have a relationship with that person, even if they don't know you or don't follow you back. But I feel like that's why TikTok is ruthless. I'm just like, dang, you yeah. guys don't know anything at all. <laughs> and people just say things. Yeah. Like, what? It's oh crazy. It's anyway. scary. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool that you're just like learning and getting into it and stuff. Um, do you want to talk to us about what UGC is? Because I just learned this term literally last week. 
and I've been oh doing it and didn't know that that's what it was called. But yeah, yeah. it took like, I, it took somebody like sending like a brand sending me an email saying yeah. UGC and I'm just yeah. like, okay, what? Google. <laughs> and that's crazy because that's been kind of my whole career mm -hmm. is just, I think it's very similar of like just falling into it yeah. as yours. Um, and so I've had to Google everything and mm -hmm. UGC, I'm not sure the exact abbreviation to the term. Like I think it's name. user generated um, content, right? Yes. So it's so, stuff that you don't have to post, but that you make for brands for them to post, right? Right. Okay. Um, and then you pretty much are giving them like usage mm -hmm. rights and yeah. all of that. Um, to use your work, mm -hmm. when, which I kind of like mm -hmm. a lot more because I I think that's something that's really important to me is keeping my Instagram still very like authentic mm -hmm. to who I am. And I feel like if everything is more of a brand, mm -hmm. you know, um, <laughs> I caught myself there. Yeah. If you're doing that, <laughs> yeah, more power to you. Yeah. It's just yeah. for me, this yeah. is what works. Yeah. Um. yeah. And I feel like it's less pressure. Like you don't feel – I feel like you're the only close friend that I have that's doing the exact same job as me. It's like nice because you don't feel like a commercial. Like you don't feel like you have to like push and like sell something. Like you feel like you're literally just like doing a job like what you're hired for and then like sending it off and being done with it. Like yes. they're like, essentially using your face for it, which is nice, you know? I agree. I, yeah. I think that's why I like it too. I think when it's on my own Instagram, yeah. I think more as like an artist. Mm -hmm. And so it makes it a little bit harder for me to um, <laughs> create in a way that's just like, hey, this is this is just a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just do what, what you yeah. have to do and get over it. Yeah, you literally don't have to like, I hope brands aren't listening to this and are mad, but like you don't have to try as hard as you think, you know? Yeah. Which and, is nice. And it's not even like, I feel like they, they, you shouldn't get mad. Like we're not saying that we're yeah. not doing our like good work. It's yeah. just a different aesthetic yeah. or vibe, you know? Yeah. And, and a different part of like your creative brain too, I feel like, because mm -hmm. like, because I've been a photographer for so long, like I'm used to being like, people are hiring me for like, my creativity, my knowledge, where like with brands, it's like they're hiring me because I can make things look aesthetically pleasing, but it's not like I don't have to please them as much. I don't know if that makes sense, like versus like a couple that like wants me to do their engagement photos. I'm like, I have to make sure that they're happy because they're fully trusting me where like with brands, they're like, it's honestly cheaper for brands, I think, to hire creators to do UGC instead of like booking a whole day photo shoot booking models and producers like so it's just like it's just such a different industry and it's so exhausting true. to schedule everything and make sure you're hitting deadlines and like all the editing I don't know if like you enjoy editing videos but for me I'm just like it takes me no, an hour <laughs> I literally timed myself the other day and I was like this took me an hour to edit I think that is one thing that is just really challenging for mm -hmm. me is editing and like, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, I think it gives me way more respect for like, you know, people in film mm -hmm. and um, I'm learning actually like how to 
be faster with my editing mm-hmm. and things like that with work because I'm doing like like 10 videos a week. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's crazy. It's, it's pretty crazy. Wow. And sometimes I like I have more time for it, but at this moment I have like big goals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm saving for, so I'm mm-hmm. doing what I have to do in this moment. For sure. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And doing that while having a 2-year-old at home at with home. me. <laughs> Yes. That is where I'm like, wow, I guess I am a superhero. <laughs> yeah. How has that transition been for you? I have my own experience, but I'd love to hear more about your experience, like raising a little one and managing this job that is so new. Like we're, you know, it's, you haven't been doing this for a long time. So it's like everything you're learning, it's like at its own pace, but also there's, it feels like there's a deadline because you have to like I guess with the brand's deadlines, you have to deliver quickly. So there's almost like no time to be like, what am I doing, you know? So how's that transition yeah. been for you? I think that that transition is really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, like the end of last year, I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. what am I doing? There's so much going on. Um, and then I like had a big shoot like in Mexico right in mm-hmm. January. So honestly – it hasn't been until February that I've gotten to like slow down and really mm-hmm. like process. Yeah. Um, and so it's been hard. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is um, probably the first time I, I think, well, like I worked as a mom the first year of Marley's life, mm-hmm. but he was like really small and yeah. I was, I was a nanny, so yeah. I wasn't at home. So mm-hmm. it's just so much easier to like do your work and mm-hmm. not be there with your child. Mm-hmm. And I think like now I'm really trying to like get into routine and mm-hmm. like really this is teaching me like how to self-discipline mm-hmm. um, because if I don't do things the way I plan, then like I'm not getting work done. Right. Um, so – I'm really trying to get into like, okay, we go straight to like the park or like on our hike or whatever. Like my son needs to go outside. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like in the morning. Yeah. Or it's just terrible. Yeah. (laughs) And then at his nap, I get like most of my work done and, you know, um, but it is definitely making sure like they're, I'm scheduling everything. Totally. And like preparing myself the night before. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there was something you said, I think in your, not your last episode, mm-hmm. but maybe two episodes ago, um, about like waking up an hour early. Mm-hmm. Um, that has helped me so oh, much. I'm and so happy to like, hear that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, it's something so simple. And I'm yeah. like, why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds nice to like sleep in. But it, it's like your mental health, it just changes. Like to just wake up before you get your kid and get that quiet time. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how just people like, like wake up and go. Together. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm so happy to hear that actually. That that makes me so excited. <laughs> yeah. And I've never been a like get up and go type mm-hmm. of person. Yeah. So I don't know why I thought I would be able to. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just nice to like, oh, like get that extra hour of sleep. Yeah. But yeah. I've just been going to sleep earlier, like. Yeah. 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 That's good. I know. I feel 
I feel that. I've been going to bed so early. I've just been craving like slowness lately. And so I think last night we literally went to bed at eight o'clock, but that's because we were all, we had like some type of like bug or like a 24 hour bug. But um, I think it's really cool to hear you just like, I don't know. I feel like just even waking up early is giving, it's like kind of a form of self-care in my opinion, because you're like allowing yourself to just like have an hour of like quiet. And I think it's so important to schedule that in your day, especially when the majority of your work is on your phone. Because like, I don't know about you, but when I'm editing a video, it takes me an hour because I get distracted. And then I like scroll or then I'm like, I have to email this person or I have to voice memo this person back because I haven't responded to them in like two days or whatever. So it's like nice to get like that mental break, um, which kind of leads into my next question. What has self-care looked like for you lately? <laughs> as a mom, as a creative? Um, I have been making sure like I'm taking my hot yoga classes. Mm -hmm. um, that's something I've always really loved. Good. Um, actually, before the pandemic, I was going to do a yoga teacher training. Oh, and then cool. Pandemic happened. Yeah. Then I literally got pregnant. Like, <gasps> oh, my <laughs> like, god! I found out I was pregnant maybe like two weeks after the program was Stop. already starting. Um, but we didn't get to start anyways as a yeah. group. But it was just a lot. Yeah. So yoga is my thing. And mm. it's just like, like, it's just like meditation, everything yeah. for me, a release. So I have like, that's something I tell myself, like, I have to do it. Mm -hmm. um, or I just don't mm -hmm. feel good. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, cool. But mostly that and then also making sure to like, have friend dates or mm -hmm. like go out and still like be young yeah. you know yeah i think sometimes sure. it's hard to remember that like i'm still young mm -hmm. even though i'm a mom and yeah a wife yeah. yeah yeah and i feel like when our kids start getting older it's like less dependence on us as like a newborn so it's kind of like you're rediscovering like new freedom that you have that you probably didn't like the first year of his life. Yes. Um, that's how I felt with my kids. Like now that they're, oh my God, six and three, I'm like, I basically have teenagers. Like my time looks so different now than what it did like even two years ago. Um, so it's nice like discovering that freedom. You know? I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think even like last year to this year, it's completely different mm -hmm. um, because last year was my first year at home mm -hmm. and i was working but not as much it was mostly just things that i did on instagram yeah um so it wasn't too crazy yeah but um yeah now i can do way more and marley was still like nursing for most yeah. of the most of last year um so that was really challenging yeah too. yeah that's so true oh my gosh are you still nursing um I don't sorry. So it's like it's a, a personal question. No. <laughs> um, yeah, that's something I've actually been wanting to talk about. Mm, um, okay. Because I feel like I've been ready to wean. Yeah. Um, but Marley just loves it so much yeah. that I was like, Ugh, and I was like, oh, this is our time together, yeah. Yeah. and it's gonna feel so different. Yeah. And blah blah blah. Um. 
So I'm kind of letting it naturally happen. Okay. And um, only, like, I feel like since January, like, it's pretty much not been a thing here and there. He'll, like, try and then he'll, like, (laughs) this is funny because I was like, oh, my gosh, nobody can hear this, but I'm about to tell people. Um, So, like, anytime any of like our electronics are like dead or something he knows because it'll go black and mm-hmm. he's like oh dead <laughs> he says it like that so one day he was like trying to drink milk and he was like dead oh my gosh <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> it's not working he's like no that's so funny <laughs> So, like, now that's kind of, like, the thing. Yeah. (laughs) That's him kind of, like, realizing. And so now um, we've kind of been moving to just, like, cuddling and having those moments together. Mm -hmm. And he's been really great at, like, just, like, knowing, like, cuddling is kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's still some sort of, like, comfort. Mm -hmm. Because I think it just got to the point where nursing was more so for comfort than yeah him actually yeah. yeah 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 so it's happening <laughs> oh have you been like emotional about it um i have my moments for yeah sure and i had one moment like um last week where mm. i got pretty pretty sad about it because i have noticed like like my boobs are shrinking yeah and i'm like oh, okay like i think i think like it's done like i'm yeah. drying up yeah and um but then Marley got sick and he tried and milk came out. But I think yeah. it was more so because he's sick and right. all of that. Right. Um, but then I was like, oh, this yeah. is not done. Yeah. But it's so weird because I was so over it. Yeah. But then once I realized it, I was like, yeah. No. It's an emotional roller coaster <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And then finding out like your hormones change yeah. too. It's yeah. like. I think that's what scared me for a while yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much that your body goes through while you're nursing. And then when you quit, it's like, I wasn't super open about my breastfeeding journey with both kids, but also they self weaned so fast. Like I think Kendrick's weaned after he turned one and then Rio weaned before she turned one. Like she just wanted her own bottle. She she was like on that. the go, like Miss Independent. <laughs> I was like, okay. So like I was a little bit more sad when she weaned because like I wasn't ready. I was like wanting to go to like a year, year and a half. But um, it just kind of happened overnight. It's the weirdest thing. But I think like with my lifestyle at the time, I was like shooting weddings. So I was gone a lot. And I think that they were just used to switching off between like boob and bottle. And I think for Rio, she realized it was a lot easier to get milk out of a bottle than it was like breastfeeding. So like, I think that's maybe what like made them just self wean. They're like, I don't really need this. So like, I was sad, but, (laughs) but, and I wish I would have gotten like special photos, like nursing them, but the time just happened. It happened so fast. So your mom and you're listening to this, take those breastfeeding photos because it just happens way too fast. Yeah. And who cares what people say? And who cares? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think that was my biggest thing. Um, When Marley got older, I was just like, oh, people are still, are going to judge me because he's still nursing. And I'm like, this is so, but this is so important to me. Totally. Yeah. It's such 
a beautiful experience. It's yeah. what I wanted. So yeah. I don't know why I'm people – has anyone ever, like, in public said anything to you about breastfeeding? I don't think anyone's said anything, but you can definitely feel, like, the the, the passive, like, Ugh. weirdness. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like, like, the generation before us, like, they're either yeah. really into it or they're really, like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's too old. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, and so I kind of had both of those experiences. Ugh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I know. I like vividly remember this with Rio is a lot braver about nursing in public. Um, I think it's just like having a second baby, you like n- kind of know what you're doing and you're like a little bit more degaff the second time around. But with Hendrix, I had so much anxiety about everything when I was out in public with him like if he was crying I felt like I was annoying people or like and that's because I grew up with like very like critical easily angered parents so I feel like that's like that's a me problem like I feel like I the idea of making me feel like an inconvenience to someone else like really stresses me out which is something that I've like grown to like accept like who literally who gives an f like how someone feels right now if I'm not trying to like upset them or whatever but um I like remember I was at this outdoor mall type of thing with like some newer people that I didn't really know super well but I was like trying to put myself out there and make friends and they had like two kids so it felt like they were very confident and I was like still getting like heat flashes from like Mm. postpartum and stuff and like and then that would make me feel like super anxious and then Hendrix was starting to cry and I was like oh my god I think he's hungry and I was like I remember just like trying to get like the nursing covers over me and like getting all hot and sweaty and like shaking. And I ended up just going to the bathroom. I like tried to play it off with like those girls that I was with. And I was like, oh, he's hungry. I'm just going to go feed him like in the bathroom. And then I like started crying because I was like, why? Why am I so anxious right now? And like, why does this have to be so hard? Like, why do I feel like I have to like hide myself from like nursing him? And I was in like the most comfortable situation like I was with two other moms who like a hundred percent would understand like and not care if I nurse but like it was like a me thing like I just wasn't comfortable and so gosh things I wish I would have told myself like the first time being a mom like it's gonna be okay like no one cares and if they do like that's their problem not mine but yeah yeah that's definitely something I'm trying to learn I think recently I've gotten over it a little more. Yeah. But same thing. Like, yeah. Uh, and there are some people that, like, really don't like kids. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm always, like, so, like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. But also, who cares? Who cares? Like, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Has nothing to do with us. I know. <laughs> also, this is, like, kind of controversial. People, if people don't want kids, that's totally fine. But, like, the people who hate kids, I'm like, there is something – messed up with you like there is some trauma like Like, go to therapy because i like i just don't think that that's normal i don't know and to like get mad and annoyed with a stranger and their kid like we were those people who go on airplanes with our kids and we're like well sorry but like so far the experiences we've had like everyone has been so sweet when we went to italy um we did a red eye flight with hendrix and he had just turned one that was right around the time he like stopped weaning actually Cause I remember being on like the 13 hour plane ride to Turkey, oh like wanting to nurse him and he just like didn't care. Um, but 
I remember I was like, oh my God, like he's fussy. And he wasn't even crying loud, but I was like, he's fussing. He's going to make people mad. And the flight attendants who were Turkish, because we were flying Turkish airlines, came by and they like rocked Hendrix for me for like 30 minutes. And they're like, oh, we'll take care of him. And I was like, oh it was the gosh. sweetest. And I think it's just like partly a cultural thing. Like I think in other cultures, people are not bothered by like babies or kids. Like people love it. It's like people love pregnancy and like motherhood and like big families. And I feel like not to make it like a cult- cultural thing, but I feel like in this country, like a lot of people are just like very easily inconvenienced by you for bringing a kid and you're just like, sorry. Yes. I so. hear so many things where it's just like, you bring your kid on a plane. Yeah. I'm like, what do you think? Yeah. What are we supposed to do? Stay home? I know. I know. <laughs> did you take Marley with you to Mexico? I did. How and, was that? Um, He really did not like it this last time. The flight time. or being oh. there? Um, he liked Mexico. It was mm. the flight. Mm. Um, but we also went to Honduras in the summer. So yeah. it wasn't his first time. But mm. I think also, like, it's a six months difference. Totally. And yeah. it's such a big difference yeah. with babies. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he was just kind of, like, annoyed or just antsy. Aww. And, like, I don't want to be on the plane, mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, I I think, like, that's how everyone feels. Yeah. Like, that's oh my gosh. how adults feel. Literally Kids me. Are just... I'm like, get me off this plane right now. <laughs> the whole process is annoying. Yeah. And it's hard at two years old because that's when we went to Mexico with Rio too. And around two years old, they like, they want to get going. They want to walk. They're like finding all this like independence. And so they like just want to be on the go and but they don't have like the capacity to understand like you need to sit here until the plane lands and like watch a movie like they're not entertained by that yeah, like Hendrix right. is at the age right now where he can just like literally watch movies all day and he'll be happy but like with Rio she's like nope I'm bored and like wants to go like play in the dirt and play outside which I love but I'm also like sit down <laughs> place but um so okay the plane ride he wasn't a fan of but once you guys were in mexico he was he was having fun yeah but i actually worked mostly so he got to like hang out with my husband and they got to like walk around and do all the things which was really cool yeah yeah what was your favorite part about mexico city (laughs) um it's just a feeling yeah like that is um, that's how I have yeah. to describe it yeah. like that I it's just the vibe the like mm-hmm. the colors mm-hmm. like the food everything yeah. just uh I know I, I miss love it, it so I much love I'm it. like you want to move over there <laughs> I literally was I told my husband to look up like apartments there yeah um, yeah I really love Roma Norte the yeah. most that's where we were at yeah mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of, I was a little bit outside of it because Mm. we stayed at like a hotel. Okay. Um, but it was just, it was beautiful. Oh, I know. And it's like, even though it's a big city, it doesn't feel like hustle, bustle, fast paced, right? Like, cause I feel like it's like a toned down New York city, but people are way nicer and the food is better. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I, yeah it's yeah. like like the middle like el centro de roma norte it feels like 
the middle of like New York City. That's so um, true. Right? And I don't think like I really like was around anyone that was rude or anything. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Like, people, people are, are nice. Really Even though they're city fine. people, they're very nice. Mm-hmm. I yeah, it's our dream to live out there. I would love to be so my family lives like 30 minutes outside of like Roma Norte. Um, so they're in DFA, but they live like closer to the airport. Um, so it'd be really nice to be like close to them. Cause like I grew up only seeing them a few times out of the year and I'm like, Oh my God, it would be so nice to like actually do life with them. Um, so we've like flirted with the idea of moving there. And I actually want to get my dual citizenship like really bad. Cause I can get it through my dad, but We'll see. I'm trying to convince all my friends to, like, make the move because it would be really lonely for us to, like, do alone. But I'm like, any other friend wants to go. (laughs) I also feel like you can find a really cool community out there, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, like, Mexico City has a lot of really cool Mm -hmm. people. Like, that was the biggest thing that I really loved. It's, Mm -hmm. like, so just vibrant the people like the people themselves yeah there's a Mm -hmm. huge creative community out there for sure yeah i want to spend some more time out there to like discover it or i don't know i just it's so beautiful to me i i love mexico i'm so glad you got to go and you went to nito oh my gosh yeah actually shot in there and that felt so cool (laughs) because everyone was like oh you have to go to nito blah 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 yeah and i'm so excited for (laughs) the photos to come out because i'm literally there that's so fun i'm so glad you got to do that and experience that especially because you are half mexican uh, what did it feel like? Cause I know you went to Tulum last year, right? For like a friend's bachelor party or yeah. bachelorette party. Um, I feel like Tulum is very different than Mexico city. I feel like even though Mexico city, it's touristy, it still feels like it's like an authentic experience to the culture. Like whenever people tell me they go to Cabo and they're like, that's Mexico. I'm like, that's basically San Diego. That is not Mexico. <laughs> but, um, what did it feel like? So if you guys don't know, Ari is half Mexican, half black. Um, what was it like being in your like a cultural setting like that where it's like your culture? But because um, you so, OK, I'll let you share about it. Um, mm-hmm. Just like your experience with like your mom being Mexican and you growing up in a Spanish home, but like not learning the language. Um, what was that experience like? I feel like, um, so first, I guess, like, growing up and not learning Spanish and honestly, like, not really learning much about my culture, Mm -hmm. like, I always was, like, yearning to learn more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think something I'm realizing about myself is I really enjoy, like, learning about other cultures. Like, that's something that I love Mm -hmm. and I kind of wish like I knew that when I was younger so Mm -hmm. even if I didn't stay in college like I didn't (laughs) (laughs) at least I could kind of like learn about it in that in that way yeah um but just like now I'm really trying to like dig deeper into my own culture yeah um and see like the beauty in it because Mm -hmm. I feel like I've always been really like uh, I don't want to say attracted um Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
what is the word? I guess like I just really love like Japanese culture yeah. and just a lot of other cultures because of like the traditions and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, yeah. and that's something I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I'm older, I realize like, oh, Mexican culture has this. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't experiencing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And that's something like, I think my husband and I are both very passionate about doing um, with our son and totally. future kids. Yeah, um, I think that's great. And he's also Afro-Latino. So mm-hmm. he, so we just both like, want to mm-hmm. you know show our children like our culture yeah. and like spanish and like, yeah even how it's different between like the different way country. his family yeah, totally. like uh-huh. it's just it's different yeah um so that's been that's that's an interesting question yeah yeah and yeah it's funny because i was mostly with my mom and my grandma that are both mexican mm-hmm. um growing up but I guess like my so my stepdad that's kind of who I grew up with for Mm. some of my years of life Mm. um he's black as well so I feel like I was more in touch with that Mm -hmm. culture yeah um but at the same time like mostly like the food I ate and like things like that were all Mexican so it's like so weird because I never really know how to explain like my like (laughs) how it was growing up you know yeah um and then it's just like it's it's different because I've had those moments of like where I went to school with mostly um Latino children or like mm-hmm. then I've also had the experience of like all white schools mm-hmm. or like um like most of the time I wasn't with like mixed people I yeah. guess yeah. like that wasn't too much of a thing growing up or like yeah. it was kind of just just the thing mm-hmm. I don't yeah. I don't want to say that because I mean like there are older mixed people but it's like our generation it like really brought mm-hmm. <laughs> we really brought the mix totally culture in yeah you know because yeah. um, it's I, finally okay to right <laughs> right that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> um so it was weird like yeah i think people were also really confused about it like mm-hmm. kids and just like nobody really had um knowledge about totally the difference that's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like our experiences growing up, I'm like technically not mixed, but I am as far as like Latino cultures, just because my yes. dad's Mexican, my mom's from South America. So, like what you said, like their dialects of Spanish are even different, their food is different. Um, my mom was born in Brazil, so people are shocked when I tell them that my second language was Portuguese. They're like, wait, they speak. Portuguese in Brazil too. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) like they're the only country in South America that doesn't speak Spanish. So in a way I feel like I grew up mixed too, because, um, my mom kept like the Mexican part of me, like, or like the Mexican cultural part, like not hidden, but just like didn't really feed into it. And I was like very much like immersed in like South American culture. Um, especially like the years that my dad like wasn't in my life or in our house. And so I feel like I'm rediscovering like since the past few years, like I've been rediscovering like 
the Mexican in me because for so long it just felt like it was like all South American and then also like trying to fit in into like white American culture, Mm. especially like being married to a white person and being married into a white family. Like it's so interesting. But um, did you ever struggle with like not feeling enough for either side, like not feeling black enough for one side, not feeling Latina enough for the other side? Yeah, I feel like that was my, like, my whole thing growing yeah. up. Yeah. Um, and I I guess, like, I only, I don't talk about it as much because I don't want to be negative towards mm. either side. Yeah. Um, and I definitely believe it has more to do with, like, not having any kind of knowledge. Totally. And, like, like just, the resources. It was a different time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so I want to say that before I go into it now like my experience Mm -hmm. um but I definitely never felt like I fit in either way Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that I struggle with now as an adult Mm -hmm. um and just realizing like I don't have to do the most in each Mm -hmm. um culture Mm -hmm. or like when I'm with my black friends or yeah my Mexican friends or whatever you know like mixed um it's just like I can be myself and Mm -hmm. when I was growing up I didn't feel like I could Mm -hmm. and I even remember like um the two last years of high school I went to a performing arts school Mm. but like it was pretty much all white people Mm -hmm. like yeah (laughs) that's just what it was yeah and so I even remember like just trying to do things differently so I didn't come off as like like ghetto Mm. and um that makes me so sad it's like it's such a real feeling I know exactly mm -hmm. yeah and I like even to this day I'm like oh this girl (laughs) because later on um like I was out of high school and I was talking to a girl I went to high school with and yeah. she was like, oh yeah, this girl had said mm. like you were so ghetto. Mm. And I was like, what? Like I literally oh did gosh. everything to not, to not come off that way. Like yeah. how, when, what? Yeah. Um, so it's just so crazy that like I felt that and I felt like I had to like code switch. Sure. Um, in so many ways yeah um because i also remember like on the weekends Mm -hmm. i would hang out with my black friends Mm -hmm. and it was like okay but i can't listen to like the indie rock that Mm -hmm. i love around them because then they're like oh it's because you went to that white school yeah wow that's such a trip it's literally like i i feel like i had to be like two different people Mm. all the time Mm -hmm. um and yeah that's something I definitely always feel weird about now when making friends yeah yeah of course like my closest friends like they know all of me Mm -hmm. like my husband knows all of me yeah um but it's just it's still very weird for me yeah yeah wow that's thank you for sharing and I love that you like kind of gave like a disclaimer like it was a different time back then because it was and not to dismiss like the struggles that you have felt or that I have felt with trying to quote fit in but um it's so true like 
our generation's like truly the first generation where cultures have mixed and there hasn't really been a lot of research or conversations about it until just recently. It's even interesting, like, um, so back in 2020, when like the Black Lives Matter stuff was really like coming out, um, and everyone was like being super vocal on social media, I just like had a moment where I was like, my parents weren't even here in the 60s. They didn't come until the late 80s. And they don't even know the history that our country went through with racism. They only know like the very like broad, like civil war, slavery, whatever. But they didn't know like in the 1960s, like you were still separated by bathrooms and Mm -hmm. things like that. And so it was really interesting conversations to have with my parents when all that's, when all of that came to light that year. Um, Because you read about it in history books, but even then our history books, in my opinion, are kind of like one-sided or like even sugarcoat things, you know? And it's very interesting to hear the stories from people who look and are different than us. So yeah, I just like, I, I don't know why that like came to my mind, but just like my parents not growing up here and like growing up in the comfort of their own countries Mm -hmm. where they can comfortably speak Spanish, but then coming here and like them getting told to go back to their country, like every five seconds, it's just like such a trip. And I'm just glad that like, I'm at a point where I can have those conversations with not just my parents, but like with my close friends too, where like the past few years they've been like, have I said something to you that has been offensive or made you feel a certain way? And yeah, I had an experience a few years ago with a friend's mom that told me um, at the time I was speaking in Spanish with my other friend who is Mexican. And she asked me not to talk in Spanish because it was rude to talk in another language in front of people that didn't understand. So like that happened like 10 years ago. And even then, like in the back of my mind, I feel like if I am speaking in Spanish to my friends, like I'm going to make someone feel weird, which like is not true at all. I don't know. I'm just like, things have changed so much and there has been so many conversations, which is good. Um, And I think as long as like people are being respectful and like asking questions and out of like a genuine place with good intention, like I don't think it's anything to like, even the whole question with like, or argument with cultural appropriation versus like appreciation. Like I feel like even Mm -hmm. you saying that you've always been drawn Mm -hmm. to like Japanese culture, like I think that is a beautiful example of like cultural appreciation. Like you're you're seeing the beauty in other cultures. And I think everyone needs to do that. Like there's so much beauty in like so many different family dynamics and relationships and food. And I think it's so beautiful that you are bringing like your son into that too, especially because he's, would he be, okay, your husband's Honduran. Is, is he half Honduran? Yes, okay. half black. And half black, okay. Yeah, so wow. he's, yeah. So, so he's Marley's half, half black, black a quarter Mexican, a quarter hundred. Okay, yes. wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's cool to start them at a young age because I genuinely think that, like, my parents have been taking me – I don't even want to say to travel because it wasn't, like, a luxurious travel experience growing up. Like, we would literally go to other countries to see our family, to see, like, their parents and my grandparents and stuff. Um, 
And I'm so glad they, that they did that because I think, like, since I was little, I've been interested in other cultures too. And even with high school, we had a lot of um, foreign exchange students from different countries. And I, like, don't want to toot my own horn, but I remember, like, being young and being like, tell me about your culture. Like, what is the difference between, like, Korea so and, like, China and stuff? And now, like, I can look at someone's last name or like look at like even their bone structure and be like, oh, like they're from this country, not from like not just labeled off as like, oh, they're just Asian or oh, they're just Hispanic mm-hmm. or whatever. And so I think exposing your kids to that at a young age is so beautiful and like just helps them appreciate so many cultures. And like I think that drives people to be inclusive as they get older too, yeah. in my opinion. I was just gonna say, like, I think that's such a beautiful experience to have as a kid and like it's important Mm -hmm. i think that we don't we don't see it that way or like as a culture yeah we don't see it that way yeah but it is so important yeah it's really important and i think that's something that's also been kind of like just a thing for me when Mm -hmm. i um i had this like really cool field trip in sixth grade and mm. i went to italy and that's the first oh my god time. in sixth grade yeah. and i remember like my like my stepdad was like that's crazy like she's that going by crazy. herself like, blah, blah. i don't even remember why oh my god it was a whole thing like i think we went for maybe a whole week wow. or maybe even 10 days it's like the lizzie um, mcguire movie yeah <laughs> yeah literally i that's love so lizzie cool. mcguire too, too so i was like Ooh. <laughs> that's um, amazing yeah we like went um to pompeii to the wow. vatican like we did so many cool things and i think that really just opened my eyes like to go like to yeah. leave the country yeah it's there's so more young. to life like, it's than just, just like oh my gosh yeah. that's really um, cool yeah and so i also feel like like when i was i think 18 i just like decided to move to new york and Mm. even though it's still in the um country it was just something that like was like oh i want i want to do this i'm just gonna go i didn't know anybody like i had random roommates and Mm. it just ended up being a really cool experience wow and then i did it again oh my (laughs) gosh a year later and um i moved to london Oh my gosh, I did yeah. not know that. What? <laughs> yeah, it was really cool when I was young. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's and I so brave. London, but there I had um, two friends that were living there. And yeah. so I just went and stayed with them. And I feel like that was like my first time, like really being an adult and yeah. like learning myself. Yeah. And like I just got out of like, of a breakup and Mm. it felt like the first like really big one so Mm -hmm. it was a really big transitional time Mm -hmm. um and so I was like yeah I'm just gonna go I was just gonna go for like two weeks at first yeah and then I'm like "Mm, I'm gonna stay for a few months oh my gosh wow that's such a cool experience to have I thought for a long time, like, that was going to be my thing. Like, I'm just going to go live different places. Like, Mm -hmm. I think in another life, I would be, like, an anthropologist or something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, like, it's funny when people say, like, oh, once you have kids, you can't travel. Because we've done Mm -hmm. so much traveling. Obviously, with COVID, that, like, put a huge – stop in our travels. But uh, I feel like we're, like, picking it back up slowly but I think it's just so 
beautiful to like bring your kids to that, even though it is exhausting and mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't get to like have the like full experience of like, oh, I'm going to be in another country, like experiencing like nightlife or like even having more freedom. Like it's not um, vacation. Yes. It's I, more like oh my God. we're experiencing yeah. a new place together. <laughs> I always say it's not a vacation. It's a trip, <laughs> a long ass trip. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just like so cool. And I know that like Marley and like our kids are going to appreciate that so much as they get older. And I, I think it just more than anything just brings awareness. Like it just brings awareness that there are other people like not necessarily who don't look like you, but like who do life so differently than you. And it's like very humbling to be in another country and to like, I think it's respectful to like try to adapt to them. Like we're, we're going to Europe in April. And so I've been watching White Lotus. I don't know if you watched <laughs> yes, it. I love oh my gosh. Okay. It's I crazy. need to process this after we're recording. Cause I just watched it for the first time, but um, even watching like the season being in Italy, I like purposely wasn't looking at the subtitles when they would talk in Italian. Cause I was like, I want to show up and like make the efforts to speak Italian and, I think I have an advantage because I'm already bilingual, so, like, I can pick it up very mm-hmm. – like, anytime we've been to Europe or when we were in Africa, I was able to, like, pick up the languages, like, very fast as long as they're Latin roots. But um, <laughs> but I was, like, proud of myself. I was, like, telling Zach today, actually. I was, like, I speak Italian now. <laughs> but um, I think it's just, like, so cool to, like, make – to teach our kids to, like, make the efforts and to, like, humble yourself. Like, the world doesn't revolve around us and, like – we need to find common ground like when we're mm-hmm. visiting other places like we can't be like those americans that are like do you guys speak english and like i mean for the most part too like i know a lot of people like who grew up only speaking english oh my god <laughs> speaking english it's like harder for them obviously like you can't just like learn a different language in like two weeks um but there's like a way I don't know. I've just seen so many people travel like very entitled and there's a way to do it where it's like you're very humble and you're respecting the culture and the country that you're in. And I have a lot of friends who do that. Um, But yeah, I just, and with Zach growing up in Japan too. Did you know that? Have I told you that? I didn't. Yeah. So when you said Japanese culture, I was like, (laughs) oh, he could talk to you about that. Yeah. He grew up in Japan. And so we really want to do a big family trip, I think, um, in the next year. Because Japan's so expensive. Like, yeah. Like the ticket. Like it's easier to go to Mexico because it's like very – it's like cheaper to go to Mexico than to go to like Florida, New York or something. Yeah. And um, it's like – and it's cheap there. It's cheap there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Japan, I'm like, okay, we're going to really have to save a lot. And like that puts me out of my comfort zone because I'm like – I don't know Japanese. There are no Latin roots in Japanese. Like I can't like mm-hmm. pull like what they're saying. But um, he had such a good experience living there. So I'm really excited to like bring the kids to that. And yeah. It's going to be so beautiful. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's definitely on our list too. Oh it's my like gosh. We should like, <laughs> we should try to plan or coordinate our trips for the same time. I love that. Be so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zach grew up um, in Okinawa on an island. So wow. yeah. So his, like, elementary pictures are just, like, him with, like, Japanese teachers or, like, at the beach. Like, they would go to the beach for field trips. And, oh, I'm, it looks I'm so beautiful. like, geeking out. I know. Like, I Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I'll have to so show you cool. pictures sometime. But, um, and I think even him 
not growing up in a cultural ethnic family or being around other languages, I think him just being having the experience of living in another country at such a young age, like he has so much appreciation for other cultures and like is down to try any food, is down to like try to learn the language. And so like mm-hmm. just to show like you don't need to be bilingual to like appreciate other cultures. But um, I think just getting exposed at a young age is really beautiful. And I'm like pushing all my friends to get their kids their passports. I'm like, you guys yes. need to take your kids out of here. Like, let's go. <laughs> and literally like even if you have to do it a more affordable way, like yeah. then do that. Yeah. And that's why I do say like, Mexico's the best way to do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because it's just like literally a $10 Uber for like Mm -hmm. an hour drive. Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) like- Really pushing it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like priorities too, because to be honest, we don't travel in the US. Like we don't really go outside of California. And it's partly because I'm a brat and I'm like, California has everything that any (laughs) other state offers. Like why would I go? I mean, I that's very like- close minded of me to say but I'm just like the mountains are two hours away the desert's two hours away the beach is down the street but I we would rather use our traveling money and budget to like go to other countries instead I think it's just so beautiful so it's all to say I'm glad that you guys have the same priorities and are doing that at a young age with Marley and just making it happen (laughs) but so cool um, okay, so one last question. What is inspiring you at the moment? It could either be as a creative or as a mom. Like, is there anything that's sticking out to you that's just making you feel really inspired? Mm. Or if you're in a rut, that's okay too because, you know, that's <laughs> that's how life goes. Sometimes right. you get in the ruts and you're just like, well. <laughs> um, I do feel like I was kind of in a rut and I'm like starting to get like – figure out what Mm -hmm. my inspiration is Mm -hmm. or like what that looks like for me. Um, But I think it's like looking at really, how do I say this? Like um, women that are mothers, Mm. but also still doing what they love and like being successful. Yeah. And I think, I, I have to um, keep looking at the inspiration in that mm-hmm. because there are times where I just get like, oh, I had a kid too young or like way younger than I expected mm-hmm. I would. Um, so there are times where I just feel like our like culture or world makes it makes me feel like, oh, if you have a child young, mm-hmm. then you can't be as successful. Yeah. And that's something I was always afraid of. Um, and I think my biggest thing is, like, proving that wrong. Mm. Like, and even proving the, like, I can still be the person that loves culture and travels and, like, sure. brings my child with me and, like, all of those things. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. And I feel like you are doing such a good job at inspiring other moms to do that too like whether the hustle is for financial reasons or if it's just to like feed their inner self I think it's so cool to like be a good role model for that yeah I yeah yeah, I appreciate that yeah (laughs) 
Oh, well, thank you so much for having, well, for being here. I almost said thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for having me. <laughs> such a dummy. <laughs> thanks for having me, Ari. Um, no, thank you so much for coming all the way to my house. For people who don't know who are not in California, Ari lives in LA. I'm in Orange County, so it's a little bit of a trek, but we made it work during the week, and I'm super grateful. Um yeah, I'm excited to have you on again, and hopefully we will be hosting another event together. This oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we, we need to talk it. about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Okay, guys, going to end this amazing podcast episode with a little bit of an ad break. Let me tell you about Tepache. If you are a tummy ache queen like me, you know you need some good probiotics. De La Calle has turned an authentic tepache recipe into a modern probiotic soda that is full of vitamins and magnesium. Let's be honest, kombucha has a funky smell and not every flavor is appealing, which makes De La Calle so irresistible with flavors like grapefruit lime, mango chile, and cactus prickly pear. You can find De La Calle at stores like Target, Sprouts, and Whole Foods, or you can shop online using the code AMIGAS15. That's Amigas, A-M-I-G-A-S, and the number 15, to save 15% off your first order.